I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our Wednesday morning midweek Bible study called Morning Glory. Praise God. I'm happy to greet you today from Studio A. Now, our normal recording session in the Morning Glory studio is actually in the process right now of being refreshed. And so some changes are being made over there, and I'll be back over there in that studio like I normally am on the middle of the week, just as soon as those changes are complete. I would like to say thank you to everybody who has been sewing into that special project called Studio Refresh, as we are refreshing first the Morning Glory studio, and then next we'll come over here and do some things here. So today I can speak to you from this place, and I'm happy to be able to do so. Now, we're going to be today in the book of Isaiah, chapter 54. Let's drop down to verse 17 and talk about operating with genuine, straight from heaven, authentic, inside information. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we jump into your word and study this amazing statement, this promise that you made to your people, to us, found here in the book of Isaiah, we ask that we will take this promise to heart and carry it with us everywhere we go, knowing that we have inside information. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's talk about this inside information today. Verse 17, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Why don't you say that just for a moment and personalize it? Say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Now, during this current time, there are so many weapons that are out there that are formed by the adversary that are implemented through evil people that would have the direct intention and purpose to create harm and hurt in your life. But nevertheless, even with all of these weapons, whether there are economic and financial weapons, which we are aware of, you understand there are people in America that would be thrilled to see the economy collapse. Now, do you think, what sense would that make if you're an American? Because if it goes down, you go down with it. But there are people that are so deluded in their thinking and in their ideologies that they actually want to see the country uh, fall apart. It reminds me of the old story of the turtle and the scorpion. They were on the island, but the volcano on the island was about to explode, and then everything on the island was going to be destroyed. Here comes the, uh, you know, the magmas already flowing out, hot lava. So the turtle's like, well, this is no problem. I can just, you know, crawl over here to the ocean and start swimming. This is not an issue for me. But the scorpion said, wait, you need to take me with you. And the turtle very wisely said, no, I, I don't trust you. I've heard bad things about you, that you hurt people, that you lie, that you don't have a good heart. Oh, the, the scorpion said, oh, no. Oh, no. You can trust me. I, I, I won't do anything wrong or bad to you. So the turtle, with uh, a great deal of uh, trust, uh, based upon, uh, you know, just wishful thinking, says, okay, 
You can get a ride. Climb aboard, climb up on my shell, get on my back, and I will get you off of this island with me. And so the turtle with the scorpion on the back of his shell leaves the island, gets out into the water, starts swimming, and gets quite a ways away where it looks like they're going to be safe. There's some other land in the distance maybe they can make it to. But way out there in the middle of the water, the scorpion suddenly stings the turtle right on the back of the neck with a death blow, just stings him real bad. And as the turtle is beginning to lose his life and things are beginning to blur and fade out, he musters the courage and the strength to ask a question just before he dies. He turns his head around to the scorpion and said, why did you do that? Now we're both going to die. And the scorpion said, I know, but I can't help it. It's just what I do. Mm -mm. And that's the way the devil is. You would think these things that are being done are insanity. They are because they are being carried out through people that are directly under the influence of Satan. Nevertheless, nevertheless, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, whether it's an economic weapon or whether it's a weapon uh, that maybe is not a nuclear warhead, but it's something cooked up and developed with bad science, as we would say, where, where these scientists get together and they are basically waging various forms of biological warfare. And they can take these things and then plant them into strains of uh, certain types of diseases, colds and flus, and uh, they can release these types of things. But it doesn't matter. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. You've probably noticed that in order for this promise to activate in your life, you're going to have to believe it. But when you believe it and stand on it, a force field is formed around you of divine protection, and the enemy has no legal authority to come through that to touch your life. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. This would even include the danger, dangerous area of natural disasters, because as you know, if you live on the West Coast, you have the earthquakes, and they say the big one's coming sooner or later. They've already had some big ones. I, I know what it's like. I lived in Southern California for 10 years, and it's a very uh, uh, unusual situation whenever you feel the land moving underneath your feet. But guess what? Here in North Carolina, we had the largest earthquake on this side of the coast that we've had in 100 years. And, uh, you know, our home is only a few miles from the church offices here. And I felt that shaking the home, it felt like the washing machine. You know, when you leave the washing machine on and it gets out of balance and it starts spinning kind of crazy and you have to unplug it, you know, because something got unbalanced on the load. Uh, so but if that happens, it starts shaking the, the washroom. Well, the, something was shaking the whole house. <laughs> I thought Kelly left the washer on and it had gotten out of spin cycle. Well, it uh, took me about five seconds to realize, no, that's not a washing machine. This is an earthquake. So, uh, you know, where, wherever you live, even in the Midwest, then you've got the tornadoes and uh, uh, the softball size hail that comes down or down in Miami uh, and Florida and places like that. You have the hurricanes, but no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I'm not saying there won't be weapons, weapons uh, that the enemy would use these various things. 
things. But when you know that God is a covenant-keeping God, that He watches over His Word to perform it, He will deliver you. Now, I can't speak for those that don't have a covenant with God. And I also cannot speak for the Christians who don't believe the promises of God. Mm -mm. And when events begin to unfold, it's not the time to start saying, where's that verse at in the Bible about no weapon formed? Uh, uh, what's that ver what, scripture in the Bible, that book, Psalm 23, the Lord's my shepherd. Where's all that stuff at? And you don't, you, you don't even know what it is. Uh, look, when things get tough, it's not the time to suddenly say, I need to start believing. You need to be in faith daily. You need to be grounded in the Word, walking with God, and you'll see that that shield is up, and God is with you, and that He will always provide a means of escape, or a way of deliverance, or some type. Uh, look, He'll even take you into the miraculous if He needs to. He'll move you into the miraculous and uh, do things that are unexplainable, but God will take care of you. Woo! Praise the Lord. No weapon. Formed against you shall prosper. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord is good. The Lord is good. Now, just recently, we had the explosion there in Beirut, Lebanon, where the city being a port city with a very large, beautiful harbor, uh, there was a ship parked there for a long time. I guess I should say docked there, right? Let's use the right uh, technical terms for the mariners that are out there. The ship docked in the harbor. Uh, I believe it was from Russia or somewhere like that. Anyhow, got, got, it got kept there for a long time. And it shouldn't have been kept there. Uh, the experts say that anytime you store that type of explosive material, you have to have it at least five miles away from any type of of area where there are people at and especially if you have a ship full of it it probably should be about 50 miles away from any living human or person matter of fact I've been told that when there are situations like the material that the, the explosive material on that ship that when something like that is found and it's already cooking that even the explosive experts, the bomb detonating squads, they won't go in there. The only thing you can do when it reaches that point where this, the smoke's coming up, you have to go ahead and let it blow up. Uh, if you try to stop it, there's no scientific way to stop it once that stuff begins to do what it does. Mm -mm. And when it went off, when we saw the images and the videos uh, it was quite an explosion, but you have to understand that when you walk with the Lord and your heart is in tune with God, now listen to this, and you take hold of the scriptures and believe them. I'm here to tell you that God's word, God's promises will work for you regardless of your skin color Regardless of your race, regardless of your educational background, regardless of how little money you make or how much money you make, none of those things have any bearing on your faith in God. Mm -mm. God's Word will work for anyone, anywhere who chooses to believe it. Can you say, Amen? Praise God. Here is a testimony 
from Pastor Saeed Deeb of Life Center Church right there in Beirut, Lebanon. Now listen, very brief little story that I want to read to you of what took place in his life on that day. Pastor Saeed Deeb of Life Center Church in Beirut said the day of the massive explosion, a strange feeling came over him. Look, you have to understand that because you belong to the Lord and the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. And one of his assignments is to make sure that no weapon that's out there that's formed against you is going to prosper against you. He, the Holy Spirit, will give you inside information to protect you, to guard you, not just you, your family, perhaps even many of your friends or loved ones. He said a strange feeling came over him, a combination of anxiety, anger, and sadness that shook him to the core. He said he prayed with this staff, but didn't get a breakthrough and couldn't shake the feeling that something bad was going to happen. Ah, that's very, very important. When you can't shake it or when you can't, as we say, pray through, then it means it's something that you can't pray through. Something's going to happen. Something's coming. But it doesn't mean that you need to be a victim or an accidental statistic. Okay, here's what happened. He said, I don't know why I was so rude. I told everyone, go home, go home, just close the center. But people said, how come we came a long way? We have commitments. We have meetings. I said, I don't know why, but please go home and come back on Sunday. And it was a Tuesday afternoon, he said. So Pastor Deeb sent his entire staff of 34 people home and canceled all children's Bible classes after sensing something terrible was about to happen. What is that? That's inside information. Mm -mm. That is the Holy Spirit living on the inside of the born again believer, giving you inside information to things he knows. Because trust me, he knows everything. He knows everything. Mm -mm. And the Holy Spirit is trying to protect you. And when you believe Isaiah 54, 7, he is going to confirm that word and perform it in your life. Mm -mm. So it is imperative that you and I cooperate with him when he is endeavoring to perform this word in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So Pastor Deeb sent his entire staff of 34 people home and canceled all children's Bible classes after sensing something terrible was about to happen. It was as if the Holy Spirit is saying, go, 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 go. So I was saying, everybody, go home, turn off the computers, forcing them to leave. I was forcing them. And they said, we're cooking. We're cooking food for the refugees and for the poor. And I said, today, cancel everything. Put it in the fridge. Mm -mm. They were thinking I lost my mind, but they didn't know. And I didn't know it was the Holy Spirit's prompting. Life Center Church, Beirut, sits only about a mile from the explosion epicenter. 
He says the blast blew out the windows and doors to the 4,000 square meter facility and would have surely taken lives if anyone had been there. More than 200 people lost their lives in that explosion. Thousands were injured, and tens of thousands are now without homes. But Pastor Deeb says he has seen the church come together now more than ever before on behalf of Beirut. Mm -mm. God protected him and all of his people. People, believers, Christians would have died if this pastor would have not stood his ground and would have continued to go with that deep inner urging to just shut it all down and get out of there. Mm-mm. This is very, very important that we understand this. No weapon, not even a bomb sitting on a gigantic ship out there in the harbor. Not even this, uh, when I say a bomb, this was these chemical materials that are, you know, cooking. Well, not even that, not even that could hurt the people of God because God got a out of the area. Mm-mm. Thank you, Jesus. And the Holy Spirit can move upon you as well. Now, remember, he moves to the inside. This pastor said he felt like uh, an anxiety in the sense like, I've got a, you know, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Then it got to the point, go, 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 get out of here. Mm-mm. And my friends, we need to be attentive to that because that is the Holy Spirit often protecting us from the weapons that the enemy has formed, and some things are, maybe you could say, not engineered in a way to hurt people, but yet there, there, are, there are formulas for accidents. You stack a bunch of bad decisions all together, what's going to happen? Something usually tragic. Before a plane crashes, and it's very, very rare for an airplane to ever crash, But for an airplane to crash, there's usually a whole bunch of wrong things that are done in consecutive order. And when you line all of these silly things, wrong things, or bad choices all up, then you have a domino effect that eventually uh, you can't overcome a multitude of things that were done wrong. And so an accident can happen or something like that. But usually it's when... Uh, what we would call maybe like a perfect storm of all kinds of bad stuff coming together. Mm -mm. Well, even if something should be accidental, not planned to harm or hurt, God can still deliver and protect you from that, as well as those things that are planned through satanic strategy to hurt humanity, and particularly to hurt the church. And the people of Israel. Mm -mm. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Now on 9-11, the date that we're all familiar with, when the Twin Towers came down and several thousand people lost their lives. Afterwards, when things kind of settled a little bit, And people were able to, you know, kind of begin to rebuild and so forth. The testimonies began to come in of the many Christians who loved God. Now, these aren't what we would call super elite prophets. You know, no, these are normal people that are Christians that just love the Lord, that have a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. And it was astonishing how many of them testified that on that day when they woke up and 
had their coffee and drank, ate their breakfast, that the Holy Spirit just moved on them in such strong, unusual way to call in today and take the work, take the day off. Don't call in and lie and say you're sick when you're not sick, but call in and just say, you know what? I'm going to stay home today and take the day off. Why are you doing that? You know, I don't really know, but I just feel like today I need to take the day off and uh, maybe, uh, you know, take my dog for a walk or, or, you know, spend time with my family. And they didn't go into work. And that was the day the towers came down. And if they had gone uh, and they had overridden that very, very strong Holy Spirit guidance to stay home, they would have perished. But they were able to pick up on that. Something's not right about going to work today. And see what the Holy Spirit, he doesn't always tell you why to go or don't go or to get out. He doesn't always tell you the reason. He just will give you the impulse to obey right now. And so you have to be obedient and just do what he wants you to do. And then later, so often later, the understanding for that urgency, it's, you know, uh, clearly understood. Praise the Lord. Fascinating how the Lord is able to protect us against these various weapons that the enemy would form to hurt, to kill. He's, God is able to protect us and shield us from that. Now, we cannot stop the fact that these various weapons are formed and they can be implemented and released through human agency. But even with those things taking place, God is bigger. And if God be for us, who can be against us? And if God be for us, what can be against us? God is able to take care of his own. But you must use your faith. Believe God for protection. Believe God that no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. It's not going to work. The enemy's plans against your life, they're not going to work. Woo, hallelujah. Praise God. The shields are up. The protection is there. The means of deliverance is there. The path of safety and rescue is established for you. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Let's look at another example that took place in Indonesia in 2004 during that terrible tsunami that came so fast due to the giant earthquake that was, you know, out there in the Indian Ocean. And it caused those underwater waves to, care, to go 500 miles per hour. That's how fast those waves were moving. And that shock wave was moving. And so it, it turned, uh, for those that were on the coast, what it does, is it turns the ocean into like a river that rushes in. And this happened during that terrible tsunami in 2004 in Indonesia. But there are those whom God spoke to and protected. Now, here's an example. And I would like to read this one to you. Praise the Lord. In the village of Betagon, which is in the Orisa district, just four kilometers from the sea. There were just two buildings that were made of concrete, a church and the rich man's house. The rest of the buildings were straw and clay. People rushed into the two buildings for shelter. About 300 people, both Christians and non-Christians, jammed into the church. They cried out to the Lord for his protection. 
at around 11 a.m., a massive tidal wave 30 feet high slammed into the village, instantly destroying the shacks and sweeping away the rich man's house. Witnesses inside the church say the wave seemed to split and go around both sides of the church building. All 300 people who had taken shelter inside the church survived. All the people in Batagon Village confessed that God had graciously saved their lives. The Hindus declared they would never again oppose Christianity. And it says in a little footnote, this news comes from having emailed and having gotten written confirmation that this actually took place, that this church is real and these events took place uh, by a ministry called Asia Harvest. They confirmed it, and they even confirmed it through Paul Hadaway, who is the co-author of the book called The Heavenly Man. If you don't have the book called The Heavenly Man in your personal library, you need to order that uh, this week, okay? Try to add that to your library. Uh, again, I, I like downloadable books because they're fast, and you can get any book just download it on your, you know, your, your tablet or whatever you're using. But I always prefer real books that I can hold in my hand. You would enjoy that book. So uh, Paul Hathaway, who co-authored that book, was actually over there in Asia, and he confirmed, yes, that's true, that church is there. And uh, all the witnesses in that village say, yes, this actually happened. Praise the Lord. So the wave that was running in front of that tsunami river, uh, 30-foot tall wave, split and went around the church, swept everything else away. All 300 people protected and kept safe. Praise the Lord. No weapon. Well, Pastor Stephen, that doesn't include tidal waves. No weapon. Pastor Stephen, that doesn't include tsunamis. No weapon. Pastor Stephen, that doesn't include earthquakes. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I don't care if the weapon is formed by Mother Nature gone wild because of, you, you know, there's sin in the earth, and sin causes the, the earth to groan and to moan because of all the awful things that are done in it. And so it causes the weather to do crazy, bizarre stuff, stuff that it never did in the Garden of Eden and stuff that it'll never do during the 1000 year reign of the Lord Jesus Christ in the future. But right now, crazy things can happen with the weather. And we have trust in God's word that regardless of what that is, we will be protected by the Lord's goodness. Praise the Lord. He's able to protect you anywhere. Any place, regardless of the great dangers that would surround you. I know that here in America, people see the riots and the looting, and they see thugs and uh, uh, really people now that are even armed with weapons and guns that go out and do lawless acts. And you know, you have to understand why that stuff is there and that stuff is real. When you walk with the Lord, the Lord will still protect you, and if you will trust His Word, no weapon, regardless of all that stuff that's out there, no weapon formed against you will prosper. It's not going to work against you. Hallelujah. 
God has a million ways to protect you. He can make you invisible. He can, he can make you uh, uh, non-interesting, though they just pass you by, they don't see you. There's all kinds of ways He can protect you, or they just shoot and miss. You know, there's a million ways God can protect you. I have a friend, pastor friend, in Nigeria, who lives in the northern area of Nigeria, where they're under that pressure of the persecution of Boko Haram. And uh, Boko Haram is very uh, well armed with AK-47. You have to understand, the AK-47 can shoot a bullet through a tree that's this thick. And you can think, well, I'll stand behind the tree. Well, <laughs> that gun's so powerful, it can shoot a bullet right through that, a tree that thick. So, uh, and, and these people, the, you know, Boko Haram, uh, they're really out as acting as radical Islamicists to overthrow all the Christians and to see Sharia law implemented all across Nigeria. But thank God for the church that knows the promises of protection. And my friend that lives in that area uh, has been protected. He, his family, his church, and uh, the, the, the awful things that happen out there uh, of lawlessness. And this, this, this is stuff that's way beyond the police department's ability to protect you. This is stuff that's evil. But yet God protects his people. God gives means and ways of escape. Wow. Praise the Lord. Now, one prophet from Africa, uh, he had spoken the week before I got to this one church, the minister. I came the next week, and the pastor was telling me about what happened to him when he was in, uh, I believe it was Sierra Leone. And uh, that was a nation at that time that was just in total pandemonium, lawlessness, corruption, uh, everything gone, gone wild, each man for himself. And so, yet he was a pastor, he was serving the Lord, and he was praying for protection for the spiritual flock that God has, had assigned him to, and of course for he and his family and things like that. But he talks about the day where he told his people to get out because, you know, the, the radical Muslims are coming, and they're coming to kill. They're coming to kill, so get out. And then after they're done, and they do whatever they're going to do, and they clear out and go somewhere else, then we'll come back. Well, uh, he was so busy getting everybody out that he was the last one out, but he didn't get out in time. When they showed up, jumped off the truck with their guns and uh, all of that stuff, and one of the, one of the soldiers uh, of this, uh, you know, paramilitary rebellious group comes up to him with the, you know, with a gun, but also a machete, a machete this long, and he lifts it up, and he's gonna, he's gonna cut the pastor right down in half from the top. He's gonna hit him on the head and cut him all the way through, and right when he brought the machete down, instantly the pastor was translated. He was translated from that spot physically to another location, and it happened so fast that when he, when he just blinked he was in a very nice hotel and he was in the ballroom area of the hotel a reception area and a waiter was walking up to him with a tray on his hand and brought it down and said sir would you like some hors d'oeuvres you know they had all the snacks and things like that and that you know had some drinks and stuff like that trust me he needed he needed refreshment <laughs> i'm just telling you that our god is well able to protect us from anything that's out there Mm -mm. Hallelujah. Now, those who don't know the Lord, who have no covenant with God, who are outside of the covenants, they're on dangerous ground, and anything can happen to them at any moment. 
Mm -mm, but not you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Now, here's another story. This one's pretty recent. This one is 2018, and uh, this testimony was taken on October 1, 2018. And here we have another scenario uh, over there in Indonesia, because uh, that's a hot zone for tsunamis and earthquakes. I've been to Jakarta, what a beautiful city, and Indonesia, what a beautiful country. So listen to this story. The Holy Spirit prompted a Christian pilot, airline pilot, to speed the departure of his Batik air flight from Palu, carrying 140 passengers, narrowly averting a potential disaster with the loss of many lives. Here's the story. The epicenter of a powerful 7.5 magnitude earthquake struck Friday, September the 28th, in a mountainous area of central Sulawesi, 48 miles from the ventral capital of Palu. Only minutes later, underwater landslides apparently triggered a massive 10 to 20 foot tsunami that swept through Palu and other coastal areas. The waves were intensified by Palu's location at the end of a narrow bay. At least 1,200 people perished, and smaller villages in the surrounding area were entirely swept away. Can you, can you imagine living there, sleeping at night, knowing that these things are silent killers? They could come in at any moment, and they don't have those you know, uh, tsunami warning systems, some of those things like they have in Japan. These places don't have any of that. Now, this is what the pilot said. All day Friday, I had been feeling unsettled, and I didn't know why. Captain Mafella recounted at a Jakarta church as he shared his testimony on Sunday, September the 30th. Now, to displace his feelings of unease, Captain Mafella, a strong Christian, began to loudly sing worship songs on his flight from Ujang Padang to Pelu. Usually I only hummed, but that day I wanted to praise the Lord as best I could, he said. I think you should make a worship, a, a CD of worship songs, his Muslim co-pilot told him jokingly. When they were about to land at the Palu airport, the wind was unusually strong, and he heard a voice in his heart directing him to circle again before landing. The Palu airport is squeezed between two mountain ranges, and some pilots refer to airports situated in this way as valleys of death. So once again, the pilot felt prompted to be extra careful in the landing, and he recited the 23rd Psalm. I may walk through valleys as dark as death, but I won't be afraid. You are with me, and your shepherd's rod makes me feel safe, he said. After they landed, the Holy Spirit prompted him once more that he needed to be quick. He instructed his crew to take a shorter 20-minute break before the plane was due to take off for Jakarta. I didn't even leave the cockpit and requested permission from the control tower to depart three minutes ahead of schedule. Now watch this. He requested permission to depart three minutes ahead of schedule. He received approval for the expedited Time for takeoff from the air control tower. And then with, uh, with that, they started getting ready to depart. Okay. He felt such an urgency that Captain Mafella broke with standard flight procedures and took over some of the co-pilot's responsibilities to speed up their exit. 
The moment arrived for takeoff, and Captain Mafella barreled down the runway. I don't know why, but my hand kept pushing the lever, causing the plane to speed up as it took off, he said. As they sped down the airstrip, the massive earthquake began to strike Palu, and both pilots felt the plane sway noticeably to the left and right. The Muslim co-pilot glanced at Captain Mafella with a look of fear in his eyes. If I had taken off three minutes later... I would not have been able to save the 140 passengers because the asphalt on the landing strip was moving up and down like a curtain blowing in the wind, he testified. Several minutes after takeoff, he attempted to communicate with the control tower, but there was no response. The entire control tower collapsed. Mm-mm. If he would have waited three more minutes, he couldn't have taken off the runway, as he said, was turned into a ribbon and it began to crack and split everywhere. Those on the plane could look out the window as they saw the shoreline. And this is what happens before the giant tsunami comes in. They saw the shoreline completely retreat and go back out into the ocean. Now, of course, when something like that happens, you'll have the foolish people that run out saying, wow, this is cool. We've never seen the ocean floor explode, exposed like this. Uh, no, if you ever see something like that, run for your life to the highest point possibly in the other direction because <laughs> it's all coming back. And that's that's what happens. So there's that there's that pulling out and then suddenly it turns and it all starts coming back in in a massive wall and it's like the ocean is now turned into a river surging deep inland into the country and sadly many people perished but you know what there were those there also that God said get to the high point God told certain pastors get your church members to the high point there was a Catholic priest also, but let me jump back to 2004. There was a Catholic priest that God said, get all of your 300 members and take them to the highest point you can. Don't get them all off of the seashore because all of the people lived in these little houses on the seashore. And he went and said, we've got to get, uh, we've got to get out of here. And they said, oh no, we're fine. He said, no, you've got to get out of here. And he had to demand them. It almost seemed rude. Get your stuff and get out of here. And when they all got out of there, they got up there and they watched as the tsunami came in and everything they owned was like 40 to 50 feet underwater and then swept back out, pulled back out into the depths of the ocean. Every single one of them would have died. Mm-mm. So he saved the he saved the entire all the church members and many others in the village who listened to him. Powerful, powerful stuff. No weapon formed against you shall Prosper. Mm-mm. Natural disaster. Chemical disaster. Biological disaster. Uh, a weapon attack. Uh, uh, a economic fallout or meltdown or whatever. You know, uh, somebody pushed the red button. Nuclear, bi- you know, nuclear stuff's coming. Hey, God's got protection for you. God's got provision for you. Mm-mm. God knows how to take care of his people. Now believe him. Trust him. He's done it over and over. The stories, the stories, oh, the biblical stories of deliverance. God's well able to take care of you. And he's not only able to take care of you, he's able to bless you in the midst of it. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. And I believe that because you walk with the Lord, you will be that siren. You will be that voice. 
You will be that voice that says, hey, something's not right. Something's not right. Uh, and you can be the voice of God, the voice of sanity, the, the, the voice of direction. And also, these people that were used by God, uh, often as they're doing this, especially the pilot, he said there was a supernatural calmness. Yes, there's a, you're like burning with urgency, like we've got to go. But also there's like something that's calmly like sustaining you so you're not you're not viewed as somebody who's like a nut you know you're uh, it's there, there's a God urgency but that can be done with a great uh, collectiveness and composure of yourself so you know they can tell you're not a fruitcake going off the handle or, or the deep end or something like that praise the Lord thank you Lord Jesus now trust the Lord trust the Lord I've told you that as we get closer to this election uh, the enemy the enemy has people that are just going to be like ready to, uh, you know, go bananas. We, we saw it when President Trump was elected. We saw the reaction of people in rage and people going nuts. Why? Because their satanic agenda, in many ways, it meant it was now going to be prolonged or held off or they can't do or implement what they really want to, which we all know what that is. One world government. One world religious system, one world economic system, bring the Antichrist on the scene and skip. The, and, and the wicked, even Satan knows scriptures. Trust me, he knows the word because he can quote it. He quoted the Jesus in the temptation. But they want the great harvest that is prophesied to somehow be bypassed and just let things run right into more of these end time scenarios. It's not going to happen. We're going to have the great harvest. We, the church aren't going anywhere until we get this job done. And while we're going to get it done, we're going to be protected and we're going to flourish and we're going to be blessed right in the midst of anything that would go on around us. Praise God. God can part the waters for you. It might go that way and that way. It might surround you. It might go right past you. But you'll stand there and you'll see God's hand of protection upon your life, upon your life, your family, your children. Mm -hmm. Woo, glory to God and many others that have enough sense to listen to a person that has a walk with God. Praise God. And they'll hear that. They'll hear that ring. There's something about truth and authenticity that, uh, you know, there were many uh, Muslims in Indonesia when you've had these various earthquakes off the, uh, uh, the coast in the deep ocean that sends these tsunamis and these waves. There were many Muslims that listened to the Christian pastors that said, high ground, get up, get up, get up. The high, it, it's coming. And you go, you know, and you look over the ocean, you don't see anything. But uh, I tell you, there were many Muslims that listened and their lives were spared because they listened to somebody that had heard from God. Praise the Lord. So also be aware of, of how rules work in times like this. Um, the pilot on the plane sitting there on the runway. I mean, as I mean, he just took the throttles and rammed them forward in the here like we're out of here. Let's let's skip all this protocol. Check this. Check that. No, no, no. Put the books down. Everybody put your belts on. We're going. You have to be able to do that. You have to be able to do that. Um, if you're somewhere and it, it's getting bad, hit, hit, you know, stomp, floor that gas pedal. Well, uh, the pastor's even the light's red. Hey, if God's with you and God's like, go, you better, you better go because three seconds, three seconds can be the difference between a great testimony uh, or going home to be with the Lord prematurely. Praise God. But I have great confidence 
because I know God lives on the inside of you and he loves you and you love him that any hot directives, any sizzling inside information, oh, you'll, you'll get it and you're, you're going to be on it. You'll be all over it. <laughs> I have no doubt. I have no doubt you can hear from the Lord. Praise God. Mm-mm. That's something I have found fascinating with the body of Christ. Despite our imperfections, we're perfect in Him. Despite our weaknesses, it is true. Jesus said, my sheep, they hear my voice. And that, that's true at the very core. We may have uh, some differences in doctrine. We may have some differences in this or that. But at the very core, it is true. His sheep hear His voice. And we are His sheep. And when He speaks, you'll know. Praise God. Everything's going to be just fine for you. So th- that's just a little nugget. If there's times like that, um, I, I would just say some normal rules, it's out the window. Well, we have to check protocol. No, forget protocol. Or we're going to be gone. Get out of here now. Praise the Lord. <laughs> well, you know, there's food cooking. Forget the food. You know, we can cook food later. Out. So things like that. Be predetermined in your heart. To react quickly. Praise God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that no weapon formed against us, regardless of what it is, will prosper, will have its effect upon us. It won't work. We're your people and we're covenant people. Thank you for these bold promises. And we're bold enough to believe them. And we thank you that you watch over your word to perform it for the believer who believes it. So, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. My friends, if, uh, if there's anyone watching today, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have to understand Jesus is the ultimate uh, harbor of safety and peace. And if you want true peace and you want eternal life and you want forgiveness of your sins, all you have to do is receive him into your heart. If you haven't done that, please do so right now. Pray this prayer out loud. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner separated from you. Because of my sins. Jesus, I want to belong to you. So Jesus, save me right now. Wash all of my sins away. Give me your new life. Write my name in your book of life. Save me now. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. And amen. Praise God. If you're a backslidden Christian, you need to get right with God. Pray this right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm coming back now. Please forgive me of all of my sins and give me a fresh start. In your name I pray. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Now, let's take Holy Communion. Please grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. The Lord is good and His mercies. They are new every morning, and His mercy endures forever. Praise God. Heavenly Father, we thank You for the bread and the juice. We pray over it. We bless it. We set it apart as holy. We thank You that this is the body and the blood of Christ our Savior. Father, as we receive the Lord's body, we just receive His Word today, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We believe it. It's settled in our hearts, and we stand on it. We thank You. That great things are in store for us, and you're carrying us into them for your glory. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Let's receive. Praise the Lord. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus. We thank you, O God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For your protection. Lord, you know how to protect your people. And we are your people. We receive your protection by faith. In Jesus' name. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, the Apostle Paul was being forced to go on a boat journey that he didn't want to go on. But he was a political prisoner. And he was forced to go on the ship. And he said, men, I perceive that if we take this trip on this ship, it's going to lead in disaster. You're going to lose all the cargo. You're going to lose the ship. And if we do this, we're all going to lose our lives. Oh, no, no, Paul, you're not a mariner. You, you don't know what you're talking about. And the captain said, oh, no, we're good. Everything's fine. The owner of the ship, yeah, we're good. We need to make some money. Let's get this thing moving. And the soldier who was overseeing Paul uh, you know, the centurion, he listened to the owner of the ship and he listened to the captain of the ship and off they went. And you know, the rest of the story, Woo! they went on a they went on a wild ride, like a roller coaster, nonstop up and down the waves for 14 days. You know, a roller coaster is fun for 10 minutes. Try it for 14 days, nonstop, 14 days, up and down, up and down, up and down sideways and all of that rocking and rolling and heaving. And Paul said, I perceive this is not this is not good. How did he perceive in his spirit? A knowing, a knowing. Now, because he is a man of God and he had a destiny that was not yet accomplished, God sent an angel and told Paul, because of your prayers, I'm giving I'm I'm you know, your life is going to be preserved, and also all of the lives of the men on the ship, including the other prisoners. Woo, praise the Lord. Powerful. And they got out of it, praise the Lord. But the ship was destroyed, all the cargo was lost, and they got shipwrecked on, a, on an island on Malta. Fascinating. But that inner witness, please don't ever override it. Don't ever think, well, God would never speak to me. He lives on the inside of you. Sure, He could speak to you. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. The inner perception. We've been talking a lot lately about God living on the inside of you. Please be aware of that. And because of that, the shields are up and nothing, nothing that the enemy would try to do to hurt you is ever going to happen. No weapon will ever, no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God will speak to you and tell you what to do every single time. Father, bless your people in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye.